everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 99, part two of the D&D Music Factory podcast. Dan, I uh, guess we don't really need to explain to folks what we're doing here yeah, since I'm still this is Dan. part two. Yeah. <laughs> You're David. I'm still, I'm still Dan. Yeah. I guess we forgot to introduce ourselves. Yeah, good point. Um, so, yeah, this is part two. We did part one, if you haven't listened to that, and want to hear our picks for 10 to 6 each of our favorite songs that came out in the past calendar year. Um, check out the previous episode, but this one we're this one is the big one, man. This is the this is the meat and potatoes of the uh yeah. of the it creme all. de la creme. That's, creme. that's right. I like that. Wait for la creme. <laughs> um yeah, this is fun. Like I am like I said in the last one, this is what we look forward to when we get to break these down. So, yeah. This is this is really cool. Ooh, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm Deep loose. I'm loose right now, man. I got a good stretch in. Feel like my voice is yep. loosened up enough. Yeah, about a beer and a half deep. Took took my <laughs> poppers. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode, stretchy, <laughs> stretchy as ever. Yeah, same with my throat. Um, cool. So yeah, so we don't really need to introduce it. We've already kind of done that in the previous episode. So why don't we jump right into it, Dan, uh, and have you kick us off with your number five pick of our top songs from 2023. So number five for me comes to us from, I guess, Los Angeles by way of Iceland slash China. This is Leve, um, spelled Laufey. If you're unfamiliar with this woman, she is incredible and you need to be familiar with her. This is from her record, Bewitched, which is only her second studio album from this Icelandic singer-songwriter. Uh, it was released in September on the 8th. That doesn't really matter. Um, so it's like, I guess it's a love record. It's She does this very interesting thing of a mix of singer-songwriter pop music while also being very extremely heavily inspired by um, bossa nova music of the 60s yeah um if you've ever heard of astrid gilberto or the girl from ipanema mm-hmm. this sound should be very familiar to you yeah it's got a real big stan Getz vibe going yeah, on absolutely yeah. and it, and very much of it is written in uh three four you know what i mean so it is very much in the waltzy style of samba and bossa nova um this song though is just it's gorgeous man the song is called haunted and it is a song about kind of knowing someone isn't great for you and isn't something that should be permanent in your life, but still, you know, wanting it. And I think this record for me is, it's just so romantic. And I guess the word I would use, the, the word I'd use to describe for it, or use to Jesus Christ, the word I use w- to describe it would just be like, it's sultry. Okay. Like it sounds to me like you're laying on the softest sheets and someone's hand is touching the back of your neck. It's like sleeping in lotion. Like it's, it, but it's like, you can almost like feel it next to you. Like there's the weight of it on the mattress beside you. You know what I mean? It is that. It's a good analogy. I like that. That like moment of like, like you're like you're not, you're not bang and you may have just banged or about to okay but like you're testing the waters to see if the other person wants to is this record you know i mean you're you're doing the you know the soft touches you're not heavy petting yet it's the gentle you know the gentle rub the almost accidental touch that's like the oh sorry 
and like oh like it's that it's it's light it's romantic it's i'm enjoying bouncy. this i like where this is going. it is like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> good thing we have those poppers yeah um, <laughs> but it's it's very like it's very sultry but while also still like feeling somewhat innocent because of the like small production it's not very like heavy on any instrument or anything yeah. the voice is still very pretty yeah but like it has those little raspy twists that make you like oh like mm -hmm. like the person that you know you ask if they want a drink and they're like and you're like oh do you like a whiskey and they go like i have a great one back in my apartment and you're like oh like you know that moment where you're like okay interesting like okay. now we're you know things are things are moving now <laughs> and i think that's why i like it so much it's such a great like um the lyric of like i swear to myself he leaves at dawn this will end till he haunts me again that it's just like a look is this a great decision is this a healthy way to do things no but i enjoy what i'm doing yeah and the it's it's so that uh, yeah the the uh, faculty over the desires and wants is so sexy to this, where it's just like, it's it's just, I don't know. Like, it just hit me so well, this whole record. And there's other songs on here that are brilliant and some that are very sad. Like, there's a song called Second Best that's, the, the refrain is just, you were my everything, but I was your second best. Eesh. And then there's a song called uh, Letter to Myself at 13 uh -oh. that I play you that's very heavy and kind of sad, but also very, like, nice of just, like, you know, you need to be nicer to yourself. Because, yeah. like, you, you think all this stuff's important right now, but, like, it's not because you're 13 and you'll be okay. Yeah. But this song is, like, a – it's a fun – it's a – this song's a Friday night. You know what I mean? It's not a Sunday morning. It's a – it's that little bit of fun, that little bit of – Okay. You know, you woke up in the morning and, like – you know, are you going to make breakfast or are you going to, you know, have it in bed? You know what I mean? That like that little You're getting real sexy tonight. Dude, it's, I like it. It's, we're here. All right. We're here, all right. Yeah. I've had a couple drinks. Yeah, I like it. The poppers get me loose. <laughs> I'm feeling it. All right. So, Dave, what do you got up for us at number five? All right. Up at number five for me is East Side of Sorrow by Zach Bryan. Um, this Hell is yeah. uh, probably not something I think a lot of people were going to expect me to choose. But um, I was very surprised when your list came through. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness. I fucking love this record, man. He is such an incredible songwriter. I love that he's like almost like, in my view, he's like anti-country. Like he's not the bro country that, you know, we've mocked in other, other episodes. Yeah, he's he's not doing like, the Nashville thing. Right, yeah. This is like Almost legit. in spite of it. Yeah. This is... um. Just a very, very talented songwriter with an incredible voice writing real, in my view, country songs about real things that are uh, probably even more relatable than what a lot of, than, you know, have uh, having some cold beer in a Chevy in, at a Walmart parking lot. Um, so I discovered Zach Bryan, and I have gotten more into country, like this kind specifically, but I discovered Zach Bryan originally because... He is the artist who, when Daniel Jones of the New York Giants came on stage with him, Go Birds right in his he face. said Go Birds to him after he was done. Uh, he is an Eagles fan. He's from Oklahoma, so, you know, Go Birds. I don't know how it happened, but I love it. Um, Shouting it right in his face. Yes, yeah, so like he good. He came up with his group of friends and sang in the microphone, and then as soon as he stepped away, 
Just go birds. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I, I thought that was hilarious. And his story is crazy. And, you know, in the song he kind of talks about it, he was in the army. And, you know, it, it, the way he talks about it here, I don't I'm, I'm sorry. I, I said army. He was in some service. I don't want to, you know, misrepresent which one he actually was a part of. But, um, you know, he was in, in some kind of service. And he describes in the first line of the song, like, they just shipped me off in a motorcade and said, go fight this war, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, why am I, like, why are we mad at these people? Like, what are we doing? And I think that's a very relatable people who are, like, at that point, at that juncture in their life, especially in a place like Oklahoma, where, you know, let's be honest, they, the armed forces kind of target certain places that they think they're more likely to get people from yeah. because they know that they will. That's their best option. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so right out of high school, you can make $35,000 a year. Right. And they, they, you know, they offer them something that, you know, they may not want to try to achieve somewhere else. And like, listen, you know, we have to have it. Otherwise, you know, nobody wants wars, but they exist. And so we have an army. So somebody's going to join it and they take advantage of those people. Um, but, it is what it is. A lot of those people will end up with lifelong benefits you could never have gotten any other way, and that's great for them. But, you know, there's also a lot of psychological things that come along with that, so, uh, you know, sucks. I, I We don't, obviously, we're not supporters of all that shit, so. Um, there's a line here love, in the... Love the troops, not the system that needs them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, those people as individuals I support, but not the fact that they have to do what they have to do. Um, but anyway, we're, we're getting off track a little bit. Not really, because the song's kind of anti that too. But um, So he talks about the loss, you know, being in the waiting room uh, in this song, um, which is his experience uh, with his mother passing. Uh, her name was Deanne, and, you know, that him writing about it is, you know, a way that a lot of people deal with things like that. And, and um, you know, yeah, dedicated I, a whole record to her. Yeah, and I know, um, unfortunately, I know a few people that have lost parents this year, and it's never an easy thing, and, you know, it, it sucks no matter how old you are or where where you are in life when you have to go through something like that. So, um, and yeah, he wrote just this, this, this is one of many songs on this record. I could have picked any song on here. Every, I love everything on it. Um, it's and output, his output is prolific, too. It is. He's just, he's just like non-stop right now and i love it like, like this album's i think this is like 15 16 songs yeah and he just and did an that, album the year before that american heartbreaks like 28 songs right like, that's a three lp man yeah and he's you know he was doing stuff with maggie rogers and other people as well and just keeps keeps putting music out that and summertime it's blues cover is awesome yeah. yeah yeah he's he's fantastic if you're like me and we're maybe like hesitant to dip your toes in the pool of country. Yeah, need, need a this, country with a little more substance to it. This is it, man. Like, this has so much to it. He's, his voice, the raspiness is just perfect. Yeah. He's an interesting person. He writes lyrics that are far more profound and meaningful than you're going to get in most country artists. So, yeah. You know what give the him song's got on it, too? What? Banjo. That's true. <laughs> That is true. And this is, so we were talking about it too. Like this, this song from this record is one of the more like, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of instrumentation. There's a lot of stripped down ones too. Just, just give the whole album a listen. I promise you'll love it. Yeah. I love the horns on here. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably my favorite part. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. They were it's also great. using overtime during a couple NFL games this year, which is kind of cool. Um, not surprising though, that some, a country artist would end up in a football 
uh, broadcast. But yeah. All right, Dan. Why don't you take us over to your number four pick? All right. Number four for me comes from San Francisco. And what I'd consider maybe, maybe, I guess this is probably, yeah, yeah, according to what I got left. This is my favorite punk release of this year. Okay. This is Spiritual Cramp on their self-titled album, Spiritual Cramp. Their debut album. Because the big thing is they have a lot of EPs, but this is this is the LP. Gotcha. Um, the song is called Catch a Hot One, which if you're not familiar is what they refer to when you get a dose of whether it be heroin, cocaine, or anything that is traditionally from Naked Lunch mixed with Strychnine. However, nowadays, that would be cut with fentanyl. So it's about getting the hot one that you think you're getting something and you're getting something completely different, and it fucking kills you. Uh, More often than not, it sure seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to the one of the funniest things to me is that Boosie clip about how he wants to bring back crack because he was <laughs> Save like lives. he was like people used to be on crack for thirty years yeah and he's like sometimes they turn around or they get off or they'd keep living he's like but they didn't do crack twice and end up in a coffin yeah and he's like this shit's crazy he's it like, is I man. don't support this man. yeah it's absolutely lethal and a huge problem and so it's yeah, a massive away. problem but this song is about that um, the lyric that is is the killer is just the um is the i'm always getting into fights i'm always having really long nights i'm always lying to my wife i'm shortening my life with the bright lights and alcohol the cigarettes and fentanyl um it's enough to make you want to die is just kind of the repeating phrase of this very post-punk very dancey um this is in my favorite playlist that i keep uh on my phone at all times it's called sad and dancey i like um that it's this song is the perfect example and this band's mix of like post-punk, um, you know, traditional punk rock like Clash stuff mixed with like dub and reggae overtones, and then like power pop. On some songs sound like the Hives, and some songs sound like the Clash, and then some songs sound like New Order. It's outstanding, man. This band's so cool. If you haven't checked them out, you should. They are playing Philly, and they're opening for uh, Military Gun. I'm absolutely going to that show because oh, I need to see. Awesome. I need to see this band. I need to see Military Gun. I love uh, that record. We should go to that show. Yeah. It's at the church too. Oh fuck! Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, yeah, this band. I anyone that works with me knows I've played this record nonstop all year. It's been so in my rotation. The album cover's sick. It's just like a weird guy in a red raincoat in front of a wall. Um, it's so good, man. I can't say enough good things about this band. I think they're so interesting. And they've had a bunch of EPs that have kind of hinted at this is the direction they were moving towards and songs like this. But, like, this is produced so well. It's so catchy. All the songs are, like, a minute and a half, too. So, like, there's no fat on them. It's just, like, this perfect... All songs are a minute and a half. The whole record's, like, 21 minutes. Boom. It's just dancey. It's fun. And then it's over. It's in and out. So, check it out. Be about it. Dave, what do you got up for us at number four? All right, up at number four for me is Five in the Morning by Suicide Boys. Uh, another one that's probably shocking to a lot of people, or surprising maybe is a better choice of words here, because um, I don't really know what generally the perception of these guys is. Like, I know uh, for my time at Universal that they were a very big artist, but 
I don't like they're they're one of the sound they're SoundCloud based yeah. originally rap group. And I know they're from New Orleans. They are, and and they have dollar signs in their name. Yes, a lot of things that would suggest I would never give it a shot, but. I fucking love this song, dude. This is off of an EP that they put out this year. Um, it is titled uh, Ying Yang, Ying Yang Tapes, Spring Season 1989 to 1990. Um, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. I just love everything about this fucking song. I love the pitch shift vocals. I don't know why, but that really does it for me in this context for yeah. just this song and for these guys. Um, I love this very much sounds like just a guy with an MPC sitting yeah. at a desk. So they actually do all of their own beats, which is yeah. impressive. Um, so Being a self-contained unit is the coolest. In a lot of ways. They actually own their own label, too, um, called G59 Records. Oh, wow. And they too. own and operate the label themselves. Um, they started in 2014. They're cousins uh, from, from New Orleans, like you said. And... Um, they're like an, they're like originally like a huge underground rapper. So they've since blown up. They've done uh, an EP that featured a track with, or I'm not sure if it was all of them, but Travis Barker uh, was okay. at least on one, if not all, of the songs on this uh, six-song EP, which is pretty cool. Um, they also did a song um, with uh, fucking Monkey from Corn. From Corn, which is hilarious That's to me. Um, yeah, I just think this is like they're like they're dark. I like dark everything. Like if it's like the lyrically dark songs, I get drawn to quite a bit, and this very much is. They're like from this kind of new school. Like a lot of people talk about like and mention mumble rap, and I think like the person who really started doing that was future but what i always liked about future and i still think is probably like the thing that drew me the most to him was he kind of switched rap from being about something else to being like yeah, it wasn't, self-inflicted yeah, he wasn't braggadocious and it wasn't a, it a was chest like thumping. right it was like you know uh, semi-suicidal right and it was like i'm gonna take i'm gonna fucking drink lean and take pills until i die and i think that change has brought about a lot of really interesting newer artists not all of them are doing the same thing a lot of them still turn to those like braggadocious kind of lyrical subject matters but this is this is both this goes both of those lines which i think is interesting because you know they there's a lot of very dark i mean they're fucking called suicide boys obviously there's a lot of dark connotations to their to their songs um, but they write some very, very clever lyrics, especially in this fucking song. Uh, broken heart shorty, but I'm yet to skip a fucking beat. Like, such a great line. Like, bald on these hoes like I'm Luca down downtown. Um, just fucking really clever. Like, so, like, some stuff, people will look at it and be like, That's, those lyrics are fucking stupid. And you can think that. But I really fucking love this song. Um... And they're just, what they're doing is interesting, it's different, and the fact that they're doing it all themselves, they're doing the beats. From, a, from what I see, like, working in the store, they are probably, they are the top of what a, what I would consider, what I would consider, like, alt-rap right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely Where, like, they are. they are what Death Grips was five years ago. Yes. Where, like, they're the top of the, when a kid comes in that doesn't look like a traditional hip-hop fan. That's what and they're And asks me for. where the hip-hop section is, this is what they're buying. Yeah. 
I believe that. And they're, they're uh, you know, like we're talking about with, with Zach Bryan. I mean, they're putting out a lot. I think they put out three EPs this year. Um, so it's it's a lot of music. And it's... I haven't heard everything, but everything I have heard I've liked. And I don't... I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, I do. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't checked out this EP, it's great. Uh, the Travis Barker stuff's really interesting, too. Um you know, it's not going to be for everybody, especially, you know, probably a lot of the people that listen to our podcast, but um, I think it's awesome. So check them out. All right, Dan, what do you have up for us at number three? So number three, before I start the song, I just want to say there's a band called Agriculture, and this song is called The Well, off of their self-titled album that came out this year from The Flenser, which is an incredible label. You should check out everything that label releases. Um, they're home to Have a Nice Life, Ragana, um, a great label that does interesting planning for a burial, um, kind of genre-pushing, heavy, aggressive music. Now, this band is called Agriculture, and they are, don't get me wrong, they are a black metal band. And they are referred to on their band camp as an ecstatic black metal band from California. They're just happy to be here? Or from, uh, yeah from uh, Los Angeles, California, and inspired by the glory of the ocean, is what they say. Now, Inspired by the glory of the ocean. The first song on this record opens with slide guitars and almost post-rock instrumentation. Yeah, sounds like and hum. Then, and hits with like a... And then blast beats and goes into your traditional black metal and then more into your powerful post-rock riffs later in the song. But the thing that draws me to this album and this artist is track two is this song called The Well. That is a nearly acapella sounding vocal and guitar delivery that is a stunning vocal exercise. Like it's so on key, the vibrato he uses, the octave jump towards the end of it. It's amazing. And it's like, it's so attention grabbing and demanding of your focus that like you put a black metal record on and it gives you black metal and you're like, okay, interesting. And then it cuts to track two and it's this gentle, subdued, clean vocal that hits that like, I I can't get over it. It's so interesting and like a fucking hard left turn. Yeah. Right at the start of the record. Dude, anybody who can do... Anybody... Not anybody. People can write songs, vocals, acoustic guitar, and it makes sense. I think that there is something far more challenging and far more beautiful about an electric guitar and a and a vocal. Just that. Yeah. Just that. And like you it's can not hear, common. Yeah, you can hear it's not acoustic. Yeah. Like it is electric guitar. And yeah, that, it's nowhere near as common. I feel like people, when they strip things down, they strip down to acoustic and don't do electric. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of my favorite things in music. And I, this one, I'd never heard this album or this artist. I love this song. Yeah, it's incredible, man. I think people that are not a fan of the genre would also very much like this song. Yeah. It's just so, it's so fucking striking. It's the classic, like, because there's nothing to it, it draws your ear more. Of yeah. like what is this? And like the lyrics are very much still very black metal. Um, a mother reaching out with a tiny mouth. I can't just watch the boy die, all alone and both of us crying. 
Um, the sand gets wet, two little salty piles, mother and child alone. Then God reaching down with mighty hands. The well was always there. Fill the skin and give the boy a drink. Let the sand get wet. That you're like, it's so dark and, you know, a story of drowning of these two people. And it's, you know, and the proclamation to a God that refuses to help and like almost suggests that this has to happen. And then the follow-up to this song, the next one is this song again, but with all the black metal instrumentation and the traditional rasp black metal vocal. And it's also awesome. Like it, it works both ways and it's so cool, but it just, I, I mean, I played it twice so I could talk while it's still playing because it's just, I've never heard anything like it from a black metal band and somebody that's a specialist or that really knows that genre may tell me that I'm incorrect and that somebody else has done it. And here it is. But I got to tell you, man, I listen to a decent amount of black metal and I've never heard a band do this. And it's very interesting to me. And it, it has held my attention the entire time this year has happened. Uh, so I had to put it on here. It's, it's striking and incredible and beautiful and sad and it's everything. The album cover of this is like a man walking into the ocean. It's it's outstanding. You can't read their name at all because they're a metal band and it rules. But if you get a chance, if you like aggressive music, check out Agriculture. If you don't like aggressive music, just listen to this song and be slammed by the beauty and the weight of it. It rules. Dave, what do you got up for us at number three? All right. Up at number three for me is Year Zero by Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel featuring Danny Brown. Fuck yeah. Now, we've talked about Danny Brown on this podcast before and how both of us are huge fans of his. And on this song, he could not deliver more. But before we get to that, this first half of this song, the lyrics by Billy Woods are so fucking good and so fucked up and powerful. It's it's amazing. He had talking about people who had quite a year. Uh, he puts this album out and also puts one out um, under his group Armand Hammer that also did very well and um, is a song that's probably in my B or that is in my B sides. But that diabetic test strips we buy diabetic test yeah. strips. Yeah. So like this, just, I'm gonna read a, a brief point uh, or a brief piece of the lyrics here. The song's insanely dark. It's just about how fucked up the world is. The chorus is basically like, we've fucked up everything, you have to burn it all down and start over. Um, speaking to like the future generations. But this le- this uh, space here of lyrics has so many witty things and fucked up spots that it's just incredible. So um, he starts, Sooner or later, it's going to be two unrelated active shooters, same place, same time, great minds, Tesla and Edison. Selling pussy cross state lines, they're veterans. Hangman, one look, all it take to say, to take their measurements. My taxes pay police brutality settlements. Just the uh, five seconds of just so like, great. wait, what just happened? He's uh, implying that like, at some point in time in America, there are going to be two unrelated active shooters in a place because they just because great minds think alike. It's just a completely fucked up way to look at our society, but something that I, I love the I my it. tax dollars pay for police. The, my tax dollars pay 
uh, police brutality settlements is obviously the the standout of the whole thing. And, That's and a huge lyric. Of it like, is. When they fuck up, it costs them nothing. Yeah. But it costs me. And, and my taxes will go up to pay for this. And the line right before it, hangman one look, all it take, all it took to take their measurements. You know, implying that from both directions, from before that when we're talking about the shooters, and now after talking about the police brutality stuff, you know, the only way you don't need to actually measure is by experience, right? Like, he's saying these people are killing so much and doing so much fucked up shit, they don't even need to measure anybody anymore because they already know how big to make the news, um, which is fucked up. So, this first half is powerful. It's incredible. The beat makes it darker. And then it goes into this Danny Brown verse. And holy shit, is it just full of just as many incredible spots of lyrics. The line that stands out to me, I don't know why, is just when he yells, Nights like this bitch David Ruffin. It's just like so fucking good. Um, every, like, dude, everything in here is so fucking perfect for me. Um... Where he says, um, working out, about to get the money like curls, obviously paying tribute to Mad Villain there in MF Doom, and then follows up that line with pull up, get ripped, something get, uh, something deadlift. I just like, he, just the, the way he rhymes everything in here is just so fucking good. And then for a song to end with his line of, I ain't worried about the hate, I just wonder where the love go, is just a perfect way to sum it up, like, from what the subject matter of the whole song was. Read these lyrics, listen to the song. This whole album is fucking good. It's l very much like Mad Villainy in the sense that it's awkward and doesn't flow the same way you're used to rap albums flowing. Yeah, I feel um, like this is this was now I knew you were making it and so I I switched a few out when you told me that you were also choosing. But this is one of the only rap records I bought this year. That I bought a copy of this. Now these were expensive because they were sold by Alk Records. Yeah. Or um, they're not by Alk Records, but they were sold directly from their website. Yeah. And so you had to buy them, and they were like forty bucks a piece. But it's when I first heard this, I felt like it sounded like it didn't sync up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the beats were like it sounded like it was playing on a record with someone holding their finger on the on the uh, platter. So like it wasn't. Like in time, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it almost sounded like it was, or like someone was playing the beat with their fingers, but that person had no sense of rhythm. Right, and then the vocals don't follow your traditional structure and path, yeah. and they like they're not. Will sometimes dropping do something, on the four bar with right. the rhyme. It's, he'll sometimes talk through a bar. Yep. And you're like, wait, wasn't and what? the rhymes on like six, not four? Yes. And you're like, this is really awkward. I don't know if I like this. It's like, and then I, I one day it just clicked. Yeah. And I was like, this is maybe the most brilliant record this It's year. one of the best rap, rap albums like, to come out in a while. It's yeah. not as approachable as no, the Earl Sweatshirt not, Alchemist. Nope, not at all. But it's, if you're in, you're in so much further. Yeah, the claws got, I'm well and truly involved in this now. Yeah. yeah. The features are great. I yep. mean, it's it's outstanding. Yep. It's perfect. Every song on the record's good. Uh, Rapper Weed's great. Um, so many, so many fucking good, good songs on here. Um, so yeah, check that, check this whole record out too. And check out the Armin Hammer one. Uh, really, really good stuff from him this year. All right, Dan, what do you have up for us with your number two pick? All right. It's number two for me. Oh, I love that song. Soft landing from that fucking record. Oh yeah. That's um, really good too. It's number two for me is probably my most eclectic pick here. Um, this group is called Marusia. 
They're a four-piece jazz group from Manchester, UK. With vocalist Harry Wilkinson, drummer Jacob Hayes, bassist Matt Buonacorsi, and saxophonist Joe Carroll. That this album is called Knock Aria, and the song is called Thunder. And it is post-rock and punk and jazz and hip-hop and spoken word and hardcore seeming at certain parts and I've never heard anything like this um I've never heard jazz sound this heavy I've never heard I've heard post-rock with saxophone but this whole album sounds more like it sounds more like jazz with post-rock it's a weird very strange album and I can't get enough of it the lyrics are very minimal on here, but I think that's one of the strengths of it. Um, that, and it's very English of this repeating phrase of "the sky is alive with thunder." It's like where it hits, and you're like, "This is so fucking great." And then it hits this this word of uh, um, took so much, took a home, took a life in a moment, but when all seems hopeless. Let the vision stay focused. And it's like the sax is exploding. There's like this super saturated, grimy bass tone that hits. The electric guitar is like swirling in this like almost like completely saturated, reverb soaked, like I don't even know what I would call it, like a phaser. Like it's this crazy, like wow, 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 wow. Like this auto wah kind of sound, it's nuts. And then everything goes soft, and the sax is just like meandering. And it reminds me of when you see a great movie with a really great ending, and when it's over and the credits start playing, you almost need to like sit and collect yourself. For oh a few yeah, minutes. I know that feeling. Yep. Like you're just like like. Uh, Watching recently that 1924. Oh, I didn't called? see that. Uh, the, the World War One that was like seemingly one shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget what that was called, 1924. No, 1918 or 1917. 1918, yeah. yeah the, the war so, was over by 18. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but it like, you just, it, it, the song ends and you just want to sit mm -hmm. and like absorb what you just heard and kind of like reflect of like, like what? Like, did I hear like, that Yeah, right? like, what yeah. was that? Like, yeah. the ferocity of it. And it goes soft, and then the heavy comes back, and then it goes soft again on your way out of just this, like... And, like, the sax leads it through all of these, where it's soft, and the sax is gentle, and it's nice, and then it starts... And everything builds back up, and you're like, oh, this is fucking, like... It's, uh, I've, I've. This is wild. I, in this it's room right now, I've, I've listened to this song three hundred times, and in this room right now, I'm, I'm getting pumped back up by it. Love it. It's just, I've never. My favorite thing is, is I have a playlist that I keep that's called like nothing you've ever heard, ooh, and it's just songs like this that you're like, there aren't things like this. Yeah. And like, I want more people to like hear these songs. You know what I mean? Of like. Who the fuck is making this? Like, what is this? This makes no sense in my brain. 
but it's everything I want. Yeah. And it's excellent. And then it almost hits these like post metal parts. And there's the like wah, 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 like crazy guitar that hits into fully distorted you know power chords. It's excellent. I can't get enough of it. Um, this band is outstanding. They have like two albums ever, and both of those albums are like four songs long. So they're they're on all wow. those streamings. You can buy some of their records on. Um, I think they only have like two singles and two EPs, and that's it. Um, everybody should get at them and hit them up. Uh, they're amazing. The band's name is Maruja, M-A-R-U-J-A. Um, and the album's called Nakanaria. It's great. It's like two old men fixing power lines with one with his hand outstretched that you know if the other man reaches for his hand, he'll be electrocuted and killed. Like, it's a weird image, but it's incredible, man. Uh, so Dave, what do you got up for us at your number two? All right. Up at number two for me is Will Anybody Ever Love Me by Sufjan Stevens. Um, I think the first, like the headline of the Pitchfork review is probably the thing that can sum this up the best. It said, here's a new Sufjan song that might make you, might make you cry before you listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. As if you like, as if he couldn't get any sadder and more beautiful. Um, he did. Um, this is off of his ninth album, Javelin, that came out, um, it was, I guess it was in the fall or late summer, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, um, it was released along with a lot of news about him that, um, nobody knew and was terribly sad. Um, so it started with him discussing how he was, um hospitalized and had been battling um, Julian Barr syndrome, which is like a neurological disease that basically weakens your muscles to the point where sometimes you need rehabilitation to walk. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty serious condition, and so he's dealing with that um, and recovers and, um, I, you know, just discuss that with everybody. Um, or, or put it out there on Instagram for, for people to know that you know he was going through this and what you know what kind of struggles he was dealing with. And then a month later, when the album comes out, it's dedicated by him at the release to his partner Evans Richardson, who died a few months earlier. Um, and it was just like, wait, what the fuck? Nobody had ever known anything about his sexuality. No, though I think a lot of people probably made assumptions but he had never discussed anything publicly and here he is both admitting and coming out to the world by paying tribute to his partner who has just passed away it's the saddest most Sufjan thing I think has ever happened yeah definitely the most Sufjan way to do this I mean not that you could choose to have your partner pass away but like no, but just but it just it was just like holy shit what and then you listen to the record and you're like Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's and so the, fucking beautiful. It is, and it's and like he's written records about death before. Yes, but in a different. But way. they didn't sound joyous the way this one does. No, and we were discussing it uh, beforehand too. How like Carrie and Lowell is stripped down and it's minimal, and then this song starts out that way, and you're like, okay, he, like, it's probably seemed, continuing the and same path. And he seemed path. to stick with that through right. a couple records, and then it just like. 
this erupts is, like this a volcano. It is, yes, you know it mean? is. But it's, it's back. more. It's more than that to me. Yeah. Like this has more of that. Oh yeah, and, because and it's not just songs about things I know about. It's songs right. about me. Right, and and to yeah. write a song called "Will Anybody Ever Love Me" is just oh. It's one relatable to probably every human being on earth, and then also, it ba it makes you feel like you're part of something, but it's the saddest something you've ever wanted to be a part of, and didn't know you wanted to be a part of it because you actually don't. Um, and it's just it, it hits every note, man. It's yeah. It's sad. When it's, it hits that My Burning Bride and the clap starts kicking in. Yeah. And then, yeah, it has the, like, electronic drums that come in, too. It's just... And, the like, all the, the choir that's in the chorus with him. Just, will anybody, like, love me? It's just, oh, my God. It's, it's haunting and beautiful. It's Sufjan in a song. It really, it really, truly is. And, I, you know, I feel so bad for him to have to go through... You know the disease while his partner passes away um and he's you know it probably was at the same time he probably was battling back from this illness and finds out his partner dies like what the fuck like that's just that's just the saddest thing i can think of and um yeah and it, like i said it like you knew you were gonna cry before you even heard it because of as soon as that post came out and then to see the track be called, titled well, anybody ever love me is just like fuck man like what the fuck do i do now like you ever see that like meme of charlie brown just like with his hands behind his back staring out like the snowy window yeah just like that's how i felt for like the whole day just like looking outside just like so that happened i don't yeah. know what to do now like i very much enjoy this art but i wish yeah i wish a it, person didn't i wish have it to didn't feel come at, that didn't come at a cost yeah, yeah it always does Yes, it does. And, you know, we were talking about it before with the Olivia Rodrigo stuff and really everybody. I mean, you know, the Zach Bryan song is about his mom passing away. Um, you know, it's... Art comes from pain, man. It does. You know, there's there's a lot of... Yeah. A lot of... There's a reason why Frida Kahlo paintings are incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's sad, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I hope he makes a full recovery and that he does, whether he's specifically discussing... Um, relationships here. I know he's a very big uh, Christian, so he could be talking about some other kind of love. Um, and that's been implied, I think, by some people too. So whatever it is he's searching for, I hope he finds it um, because he's a fantastic artist. And um, though I love the production of what happens after this, I, you know, I don't want anybody to have to go through it. <laughs> All right, Dan, before we get to our number one picks here, Let's build a little tension and go over some B-sides because, as we discussed, there's a lot from there this year. There are so many. Yeah. There are so many B-sides. Um, so I'm going to stick to not just – I don't just want to rattle each one off of like this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. Okay. So I'm going to stick to some hardcore tops. So Okay. Um, one of the ones that I think is the most – if you if we're saying most banger track – of the year, it goes to 100 Gex Hollywood Baby. Mm -hmm. um, the song that fucking song is, it fucking slaps. I love as that. The kids song. would say it slaps, fam. Yeah. Um, I don't know if kids say that. I'm they may not anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kids do. No. Um, they'd probably say something about capping. I don't know. Yeah. No um, cap for sure. But I'm not capping this song. I think it goes. Hard. I don't believe you are. Yeah. And it's it's produced like. 
it sounds like it's playing too loud. Yeah. No matter what volume you're playing it at. Dude, it's it's wild. Which is excellent. Yeah. It's just it's it really just fun. Goes. I it love just that goes. song too. Yeah. It absolutely goes. Um the other one for me, um, some stuff from overseas that I was pretty blown away with. Uh, there's a band from Japan. I find it so interesting. They almost this was a very close. They're called Blow Your Brains Out. So <laughs> let's just leave that with that. The song's called No Control, but they're from Japan. And I think the most interesting thing about them is that they decided they're going to sing in Japanese, even if it will limit their reach. Because I respect that. They said they want to sing in Japanese because they want to write about issues that are experienced in Japan specifically. So their songs are about things like domestic violence, workplaces that are intentionally unsafe and that don't care about you. The idea of these corporations beating you to the absolute knees yeah, and how the work-life balance is unacceptable and how the culture there could be so isolating and infuriating. And that's what they write songs about. I like it. And their songs fucking crush very crow mags, very like first round crossover sort of stuff. Really excellent. Um, I was really shocked at the hold steady. So this is a band I think hasn't written a great record in maybe eight years. Feels like it's been a very long time. It's been a while. And I know some people disagree with me, but I think it's been a long time since they've written what I would consider like a classic album, but they have this song that came out called Sixers. That's about a woman who does too much. Um, what's it called? The orange ones. Um, the the fuck uh too much uh it's not advent fuck oh um the pill that for add medication that's a it's like speed um i can't Ritalin? think of the name uh, or no adderall adderall sorry adderall. i was like i know it's the a that does too much adderall and how she knows there's a guy in the penthouse upstairs so she goes up to meet him and like it talks about how she's staying up late at night watching basketball highlights and how her insomnia has nothing to do with lebron james and it's just this great song about her interacting with this guy and then it doesn't go well and then it ends. And it's it's like a, a moment where I was like, all right, the old dog's still got a couple tricks here. I like it. Yeah. Like there's still they still got a few in the pipe that they can throw out there. Um, I think we both agreed on uh, that we didn't want to have songs that are going to be from upcoming albums. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I, that burned me last year. For me, it was uh, Big Thief, Born for Loving You. Yeah, Vampire Is a Empire song that I was like, fuck, dude. Like, this song's great. Adrian Lanker is probably she's, she's one amazing. of the most brilliant songwriters out right oh, now. Oh, yeah, easy. So yeah. anything she touches, I'm going to love. Same. Um, another one that was probably the top listened single for me this year is The Hive's Bogus Operandi. Um, that band just knows how to fuck, dude. Like, yeah, they it's really just do, like, man. Like, they know what they do. They're not deviating. They're no. not writing post-rock epics. They're like, these are two-minute power pop songs. This is what we do. Yeah, and we're going to crush them. Um, speaking of two-minute power pop songs, um, I Liked You Better by Jeff Rosenstock. Oh, I didn't hear um, that. The guy just writes these hooks. Yeah, he does. He's and very the music video has a bunch of Muppets in it. Oh, hell yeah. Everything about it's Can't great. Can't go wrong with Muppets. Um, the dude's never missed. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Uh, oh, so I was talking about trends that I really like hardcore in this last year. Hardcore is back to making early two thousands death wish sounding hardcore where everyone's got cranked up HM twos and Marshall <laughs> JCM eight hundreds 
and everybody sounds like trap them or you know rise and fall and i'm fucking here for all, all right of them. i like it all these bands like i mentioned before and left them off the list of uh the band mouth for war with under the gun is like an insane tough ratcheted up metalcore song that just makes you want to fucking hit somebody nice um same thing with the band scalp they're doing the same kind of thing that's great um there's a bunch of them that are absolutely crushing um geld um i really like uh the other one uh what's her name fucking uh human garbage brain tourniquet gel from new jersey so i'm just gonna group all of them together with yeah. that and then i think the last one that i will mention for missing for me is probably um uh, uh, oh so i didn't want to include it because it's definitely going to be on the record but my favorite song I've heard this year is probably, especially as a single, is Dancer by Idols featuring yeah. LCD Sound System. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. This band doesn't miss. Nope. Like, they don't miss, dude. It's so good. It's so fun. The lyrics are insane. Like, like dance cheek to cheek, push me away like I'm Lucifer, so to speak. Like, this is like... <laughs> Like, I'm thinking about the cocoa butter running down your neck and the sweat. Like, it's fucking awesome. Like, he's... He's he's got it, man. And, he like, really the video of all of right them now. doing this goofy dance in these all-white suits. Yeah. And then this, yeah, the like, 70s-style, like, jam at the end where they're all in the, like, the trails of, like, the, you know, Saturday Night Fever-looking set. Mm -hmm. It's just fucking awesome. Um, I can't say... They don't miss, dude. And it's... Nope. It's one that if... I wasn't making these cuts to whittle down to 10. It would have been on there. Yeah. Yeah. If we but, had a different set of rules yeah, for sure, but I had to, so I had to make the cut. Dave, what just missed for you this year? So another one that, um, in addition to vampire empire from big thief, uh, that's coming out, uh, early in 2024, uh, is I got heaven by mannequin pussy. That record's going to yeah. be fantastic. This They're song is great. Fucking ridiculous. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, one that video I video with the sword. Yeah. It's just like fucking excellent. A song that I thought was going to be on in here easily when it came out, but just missed the cut is No More Lies by Thundercat and Tame Impala. Yeah. It's the combo that we didn't know we need, but always. I don't we know sold what a I'm ton to of that seven inch. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, it's fucking awesome. Flew. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic track. Um, let's see. Dawn Die Me by Monday Night and Three Way Slim. Uh, another indigenous artist, I don't remember if we talked about her or not uh, on uh, the indigenous episode, but Black Belt Eagle Scout put out a fantastic record that came out this year. Yeah. Um, Tropic Morning News by, Tropic Morning News by the National, excuse me. Um, let's see here. There, there's so many fucking songs in this list that uh, it, it would take me forever. Yeah, right. It's like, that's why I was like, I can't just rattle them yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, Disclosure put out a great new record. The Military Gun record is incredible. Um, Kisses Slow Dive put out a song this year. It's pretty pretty cool. I was, I was not didn't love it. Super about that. that I like the song's song. good. I like the song. But I That's... wasn't about the after all the build up to put out a twenty yeah. minute EP. Yeah, I'm with you. I was like, come on, bros. Yeah, I'm with like... you. Um, Kingdom Hearts by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Fucking awesome. Fever Rays. Uh, Shiver. Uh, it must change by Anthony and. And Anthony and the Johnsons, um, Namesake by No Name, Checkpoint by Young Roddy, Trademark, 
to skydiver. Man, I, I could do this all day. Um, I feel like it'll just be easier if I, like people are interested and just like reach out to us, and I'll be happy to share. Also, the Sampha record was fucking awesome too. Yeah, um, yeah. That Sampha record's really, really oh, good. Shit. I forgot to mention there was one that's a oh, fuck. Um, there's this jazz musician, multi instrumentalist named Joseph Shabasson, that he made a jazz inspired record to accompany the original world industries welcome to hell skate video that's awesome where he reimagined all of the parts as skaters so like the tracks are like that's jamie cool. thomas Alyssa steamer um ed templeton parks demos brian anderson like it's fucking nuts um it's kind of nonsense at parts very free jazzy but i think if you love that classic skate video which who most fucking people, does dude? That's one of the first do. ones I if ever you saw. Are our age? You love that video. Oh, also, I got real into what's their name this year that I think you might take Gunship. Do you yes. know them? Yep. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that yeah, record. Yeah, dude. yeah, like a retro wave. Yeah, that uh, kind of sound. That, yeah, yeah uh, cool. what was that album called? Um, oh, they put it out one this year. Yeah, the album was called Unicorn. All right, I'll have to check that out. Oh, I dude, do like it's, them. It's wild. Okay. It's so good. It's so like. I put it on and like my mom going was like, the fuck is this? Oh, and I was like, yeah, so they're good. like, this is like an anime soundtrack. I was like, I know. Yeah, it's, it's sick. They're really cool artists. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, like I said, just hit us up. We'll be happy to share our playlist with you. Yeah, and we'll send talk you about... our 3,000 songs. Yeah, that exactly. That'll take you the rest of your life to listen to. All right, Dan, it's time. I don't know if anybody's going to guess it, but they might. Um, I think my, mine might be a little obvious, but yours, your number one pick. What do you got for us from the best songs of this past year, 2023? Number one, to anyone that spent any time in a car with me or in anywhere where music is able to be chosen by me has experienced this. Uh, My favorite song is I See Myself by Geese off of their album 3D Country. It's... This album's amazing. Like, I don't know how to describe... I can't describe to you how much I liked this record. Like it is, it's everything. It's like 60s soul. It's strange. It's so rock weird. and roll. It's he does so it's, many weird it's things. It's Warren Zevon and it's Frank Zappa and it's Father John Misty, but it's also Al Green and it's I I just don't. It's and then it's like post-punk and it's joy division-y it's it's just got everything the best uh the best review that i read for it or the way that i think the succinct um description of it was geese do everything they can to avoid comparison venturing into cosmic country electro funk and apocalyptic boogaloo with reckless abandon and I think that is perfectly describing of this album. Um, while I don't consider the album to be perfect and can drag on a few of the last tracks, the first half of this, the first five songs on this, it's so front-loaded that it's almost impossible to ignore. Like, And this song with the backing vocal, just the repeating phrase over and over, the instrumentation, the like the wispy like the hand congas it just like like this song just fucks dude, dude it's absolutely like it's insane. it's just perfect um i've i've not enjoyed a record this much in a while 
Especially one that from an artist that I've never heard. I'd never, like, I had no idea who they were until like a month ago. They had an album before this that was very popular, and I know a lot of people that liked it, but I feel like this one just got so much weirder. And at certain points, there's like almost like explosion sounds on it and weird dissonant shit that's like otherworldly and like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then immediately cuts into like, a Warren Zevon like Werewolves of London sounding yeah, song. It is, and you're it, like, this it, is nuts. It's wild. It's eclectic. It's I love a genre bender. Oh, it's my favorite thing. The gender bender. The gender bender. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, one of the greatest um, Futurama bits. That's a Futurama bit. We're not being. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was a pro wrestler bender, and that was the gimmick they gave him. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you gotta have a gimmick in wrestling. You have to, but it's it's everything. It's just it's everything. It's like somebody telling you, hey, man, we're going to make this sandwich called the Gobbler, and we're going to take everything from Thanksgiving and throw it on a roll. And you're like, that doesn't sound like something I'd enjoy at all. And then they give it to you, and you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. It's like, life. wow, why am I not eating two <laughs> yeah, of these? Yeah, yeah, you're like, I'll take a dozen of these. Do these freeze well? Yeah. Do they freeze well? <laughs> um, so I had, to, I had to put it as my number one. It was the soundtrack to my summer the whole time I was at the Finger Lakes, I was listening to this record. Nice. Whether the rest of the family kept going, why is this playing again? And I was like, shut More the fuck than likely up. that's what they were um, doing, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, this is the third time this song's played. And I was like, <laughs> you can go inside if you want to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it had to be my number one. I love it. I loved this record. Everyone around me is probably sick and tired of hearing it, but... I'll still play. I, I played it yesterday. That you, you, don't, you don't turn your number one song of the year off or number no. one album of the year off. Not at all. Dave, the drum roll. What's number one? All right. Up at number one for me is Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, the incredible trio. The Boy Genii. Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. I fucking love this record. I know it's super popular and kind of an obvious pick, but um, they're fucking awesome. Like, this, this record is so good, and this song is so incredible. It has the best, probably, like, lyrics of all of them. Maybe not, on the record. But it's, like, all of them at their peak, doing what they do best, writing songs together, harmonizing, like, that fucking Eagles video we talked about in that, uh, yeah, the, when they're all warming up. Seven Bridges Road. Yeah. Like, you you can find videos of them doing this live. They actually just performed it. Dude, what, talk about a fucking powerhouse episode of SNL. They had Chalamet and Boy Genius as the special guests. Like, Timothee. Yeah, right, dude? Um, so, you, well, they do it live. It's perfect. They harmonize perfectly. Like, they don't they don't have a sour note the entire time. It's, it's incredible. And they all write witty, funny lyrics that they're all very good at doing. Incredible melodies. The whole record's perfect. It was really, uh, really neck and neck for me between this and Satanist from this record because I also love that song so much. And that's the other one they did on SNL when they did this. Um, they're just, man, they're all so fucking cool and so good. Like, it's just, I just love this record so much. Their interviews are hilarious. They're like, they're like the videos of them doing it live, like at like Coachella and wherever else they were playing, they're like, them doing, giving each other lap dances on stage. And them just doing like, Satanist Live with Dave Grohl on drums. Oh, I didn't see that one. Satan. Oh, 
No, I didn't. Like, no, I didn't. But I'm great. immediately gonna look yeah. it up. Yeah, I mean, they're just, dude, they're they're like on the top of the world right now, and they're like well deserved. Like Phoebe Bridgers, so many have been. A, I've been a very big fan of Julian Baker and Phoebe Bridgers for a long time. Lucy Dacus, I didn't listen to as much, but she's awesome. She rounds this trio out perfectly. I absolutely 100% do not agree with her being on the uh, Rolling Stone 250 Greatest Guitar Players of All yeah. Time list. A fantastic song leader, but like... Come not on. even the lead guitar player in this band. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, You're not even the best guitar player in your in band. In your band. Like, how are you above them? The it makes no fucking sense. It's not yeah. the best drummer in the Beatles. Right. Like, <laughs> it's it, it, absolutely insane. But her lyrics are great uh, in all of the songs. And they're just... Man, like... I literally don't know if there's a more popular or like obviously there's Taylor Swift in the normal universe of what people listen to who they toured with Boy Genius did yeah they were the opener for Taylor Swift on a lot of that tour I did not know yeah man that's pretty cool I'm not surprised I mean they're they're fucking cool they deserve that Um, the thing that surprises me the most Phoebe Bridger's voice is like the same register as mine when she speaks yeah but she can sing so high. It's so cool. No, they're awesome. They're all really cool. And I just think that this song is just fun, clever, beautiful. It, it kind of just checks every box. And, and, and the harmonies and work they put into this is just makes it the, 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 at the top of the list for me. And the fact that I've listened to this album the most and this song is, you know, in my... And I think the, when the three the of them stuff. are together, their sound is noticeably more country than when they're individual yeah which i think is interesting like it's a well i think i i know i think with the harmonies it's it's very much of a i guess now they're the chicks but a dixie chicks sort of energy to them for sure and they actually do there's a video of them covering um shania twain um not feel like a woman what was the other really big one don't impress me much that's not shania twain no that's shania twain yeah yeah, that's what they do. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just, they're awesome. And it's really cool. Check out this record if you haven't already. Every song's a fucking great song. Check out all their solo work. I mean, this is the first one they've done together, but they're fucking all incredibly talented on their own and all have great records on their own. So, um, yeah. All right, Dan. This was fun. I'm really glad we're back at it. I'm so excited. And I'm excited to listen to more of the stuff that you had uh, included in your list. And I hope that everybody who listens is excited to check out some of the stuff we discussed because we we had a pretty diverse list in this. And, you know, I had some of the more popular things and you had some stuff that, you know, like we talked about, like, you know, you had an artist with under 2,500 monthly listeners. So hopefully we brought... Uh, some good perspective and insight to both sides of this um, to give people different avenues to search, whether you're, you know, more into one or the other. Um, you know, hopefully this this opens some doors for you or, or shows you some artists that you haven't heard or reinforces your love for some that you already had. So um, we'll be back again soon um, for our 100th episode, which I'm very excited about. We'll try to plan something special for everybody because it's a pretty significant milestone. So um hope you enjoy this one and please 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 reach out to us on social media and let us know what your favorites were from the year and um like we said you know we've got big playlists that we can't list every song from so if you're interested in more tracks from the year that we weren't able to address uh 
hit us up on social media and we'll be happy to go through those with you um yeah dan tell everyone where they can find us all right you can find us on twitter and instagram under at dnd music factory that's the letter d the letter n and the letter d again followed by music factory uh you can find me personally at at lukewarm steve austin on instagram and